Sacramento. Hello, and welcome back to the 916 Republic podcast. While I thoroughly enjoyed that past four months of interviews, we here at the pod are happy to be back in person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talking about actual soccer games to be played in Sacramento. Uh Uh-huh. It warms my heart to be able to say that joining me in the studio is a man who can give me his COVID any day. <laughs> Zach Winnick, welcome back to the pod. Welcome back to my house. How are you doing today? I'm doing real well. It feels it feels kind of weird. It does. Being together again. It has been a minute since we've recorded together in person. It has. It's like, I forgot what you looked like almost. <laughs> Your hair has gotten a lot longer. It's gotten a lot longer. Yours has gotten a lot shorter. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I shaved uh, my head. And it's already growing back, so. But, well, speaking of men whose hair has gotten longer, it also warms my heart to be able to say that joining me in the studio today is none other than 916 Republic's chief editor, show director, and Twitter bot, Scott Waits. Scott, how are you today? I'm good. I mean, I haven't really been on Twitter. It's just kind of been almost like... Yeah, just like checking in. It's like, what do you do? It's, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. So Tweet from the club. Retweet. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like, there's... Yeah. I mean, exactly retweeting things. I mean, I've kind of been putting out when there's new episodes, but I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good to be uh, good to be back actually recording. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about stuff like just like the three of us, uh, like texting and stuff. But now we're actually here recording uh, back at the at Studio A. I'll say Studio, Studio A. A. We'll call it that. Yeah, Studio I like A. That. Uh, My bedroom is Studio A. Yeah. <laughs> um. I really quick. Maybe should we? Uh, I mean, it's been three weeks since, uh, maybe, maybe even longer since, yeah. since, you know, we've actually talked to people and it's been a while since Zach has been on. So we just yeah. really want to, I've been know, busy. Just go through real quick and just say what's been going on in our lives. Oh yeah. Oh. For like 30 seconds a person. A little life update. Yeah. Uh, basically long story short, I had a part-time job. The part-time job became the job of three people. And then now as of last week, it is back down to a semi part-time job but probably not for the next couple months so my life has been busy <laughs> yeah so like i've told people like zach's boss left and then so zach and i well actually i didn't say this like zach and i kind of uh like worked together mm-hmm. f- for a little yeah. bit even though like he wasn't uh paid that's church life um yeah and um then i took a different job and then shortly after i left zach's boss left so there was kind of nobody there so zach was kind of doing all three of ours jobs uh, and then, um, now Zach actually has a, a new boss, which happened, I, I think quicker maybe than we were expecting just knowing, yeah. just knowing where we work, uh-huh. um, or where you, where you work and yes. where I used to work. Um, which, so th- that's, that's good, but it doesn't mean that you're still going to be busy for a bit. I, it's a transition. It's, it's going to be rough so. for another probably month ish, yeah. maybe more. So, yeah. but there's light at the end of the tunnel Yep, and there, there is. is help along, along the way in yep. that light. Yep, and I am in my last class for my master's, so I'm Yay. I'm almost you know almost done with that grind, um, and then you know my baby is still alive and kicking, so that's Scott good. is having a baby. We yeah. covered that in the last episode. Yep, Nolan says he planned it. it. I planned it. Yeah, it was weird. It was perfectly executed. Oh God. Uh, going on with me, I graduated from college this spring, and will be going to law school in the fall. So if anyone needs a legal intern. Uh, ah, yeah. Dude, I just need a couple minutes a day to get away from my online Zoom classes, and hey, I'm yours. So, reach out via Twitter, and Scott will then connect me okay. with you. My people <laughs> will talk to your people. Yes, exactly. So, do you have um, an official start time date for August law 17th. school? 
August 17th. Oh, wow. And as of now, they're hybrid online or distance learning in-person classes, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I just, I just totally faded off, which I was not <laughs> trying to do into the uh, microphone. Yeah, that's whatever. My volume, <laughs> my volume level steady. Best August 17th is when when that resumes. Um, and also just to catch the listeners up, if you, like many of us, are just checking back into the soccer world and haven't been following the pod for the past couple of months, uh, we have been doing stuff. So we actually have had the opportunity to have a couple cool interviews with people such as Jeff Ruder, a journalist for The Athletic. Um, we had an interview just recently with Dennis Sanchez, the uh, Sacramento Republic Academy director. We had a conversation with a couple current and former players. Uh, names are, are failing me right now. Um is inter- you talking interviews that we interviews had? that we had with players? Yeah, oh, yeah. Justin okay, well we Braun. had uh, we had Justin Braun, oh, we, yeah. had, um, uh, yeah, we had Murkovich, yeah, we had Murkovich, we had Andrew Wheeler, Amin. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think that's probably that, that's a yeah. good summation for players. Yeah, uh, we yeah. also had a Lisa Rodriguez, Rodriguez of SB Nation, Evan uh, Reem, Evan Reem, uh, Jeff Ruder, as you said, uh, Matt George, Matt George, uh, Matt yeah. George, from KHTK, KHTK, uh, the, the radio. Um, and then, yeah, I'm honestly, I think my favorite thus far has been, um, Dennis Sanchez from the soccer side. Yeah. I think from, um, enjoyment, uh, they're all enjoyable. Yeah. They are. We can't take a a favorite. Justin was fun. I really like Justin Justin. was a lot of fun. Um, I was just really surprised not to toot our own horn, but like how much Dennis Sanchez actually told us about the new like Academy thing that's coming for major league soccer and how they're going to be a part of it and everything. So. Uh, that was really cool. And there's actually still one more interview that we have that we'll put out just probably like a, a midweek special thing mm-hmm. um, coming with, with, and I think we've teased it for a while. We just haven't had the time to put it out um, with Hayden Partain. So we'll catch up with him and he's going to bring uh, Mitchell Tanner on. So that was a couple months ago, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. that was a fun so one we'll, too. we'll put to that out um, as well. Yeah. So scroll back into your feed and listen to those episodes catch if you haven't up. already. Yes. Well, Hey, this brings us to my favorite segment of the show, the <laughs> news is, segment. What is that? Oh, the news segment. It happens segment. to be the news segment. There's, There's been a lot going on in the soccer world, and we're not going to try to cover all of it. We are mostly going to... So we're going to go league by league here, talk about every single you professional know, league you in should, the world. You should just... Every co- match that has we're, happened. We're starting a, a podcast for every league in the world that has restarted since uh, <laughs> since COVID. Gosh, that uh, would be so much to We're not I, doing that. I would that. die. No. Yep. We, have, we have three news segments. Uh, items to cover today that's the it. first worthy <laughs> that's it articles yeah pertaining to sacramento uh the first is that we've been following the story uh, regarding potential player wage cuts during this whole pandemic and economic crisis uh but jeff ruder uh, a very reliable writer for the athletic uh, who we interviewed just published an article on june 17th and according to him players will not be taking any pay cuts for the 2020 usl season that does not mean that uh staff and uh you know people associated with the club uh are doing will be paid fine 100 percent. there have been layoffs there have been furloughs i mean our sacramento sacramento has had, had their own their own bout of non-technical staff i guess non-playing I, I, staff. I don't i don't know if they specified yeah there were layoffs according to the sac b um but players will be paid which i think makes sense because they're the ones taking they're taking a, a huge risk getting back to it and exposing themselves and their families to potential greater rates of COVID. And I think one thing they did say was like, it's going to, they, they have uh, furloughs, but pay cuts. So, so everyone is, is kind of feeling the hit. So it's not like, Oh, the upper people don't, 
they're not touched. They, they, right. they made it sound like at least to me, they tried to make it fair that it was comprehensive. Yeah. yeah. That it was, you know, pretty, pretty as evenly dispersed as made sense for the club. Yeah. Um, so that's depressing and happy in the same, yeah. the same moment. In the same sure. regard. Uh, something a little more on the, the happy side is the news of a Sacramento, a USL Academy signing. Mm. So Sacramento, I think released last week, uh, the news that's that 15 year old midfielder, Rafael Huaregui is, uh, will, has been signed to a USL Academy contract. So he joins Diego Ramos and Julian Chavez on, uh, Academy contracts playing with the first team. So he will be available to play for Sacramento, um, while maintaining his NCAA amateur status. Um, so that's great news for him. And we're excited to, to see what he can do with the team. I don't know if he's going to play a lot. There have been 13 of these Academy signings and I don't think hardly any of them have played for the team. Yeah, but it just feels kind of like a new era. And with, I, I think, just where we're at in the season normally there's this is normally the time when we are seeing that mid-season signing right yeah and, true uh I, I you know maybe this is it maybe this the the team saying well we can't afford to pay someone so Splurge. we'll just promote the, the the next academy kid um to a position of need and it you know it it maybe make things a, a bit easier for mark briggs because he's not evaluate evaluating a new player that he's not familiar with he should be familiar with rafa and uh, it, it's not a guy that's going to be competing for minutes, so there's less maybe drama in the locker room, if you will. I mean, it make it makes sense to me for now. Yeah. But I think you're probably right, Nolan. He, I mean, seeing the field this year, I, I mean, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. No. If any at all. Yeah. Now, finally, uh, for the news segment, uh, let's talk about this restart and and how games are going to be structured how the league the usl championship league is going to be stru- going to be structured uh, for this season moving forward so it'll be a 16 total game schedule uh, which means for us sacramento have have played one game already that one game counts so we have 15 total games left it is a group style uh kind of think maybe along the lines of the champions league it's it's similar to that you have a uh, pool play so you'll play the teams within your pool um, Sac Republic are in group a, um, there are four teams in that group. Uh, those teams are Tacoma. Uh, I just had it in front Reno, of me. Reno, Reno and Portland too. There you go. Tacoma, but, Reno and Portland too. But so with that, there's going to be the few random games with other teams that are close to us. So I think we play LA Galaxy regional two, thing. Yep. San Diego, Orange County. And yeah. And I think that's it. We might play like Vegas or so. I can't I think, remember. Uh, did we say the Galaxy too? Yeah, we did. Okay. So anyway, sorry. Continue, yeah. Zach. Yes. So uh, there are eight total groups. So how that works is after those 16 games are played, top two teams in each group go on to 16-game, single elimination, knockout, tournament-style playoff. The... How that will work is uh, basically, so for example, group A, number one seed, will play group B, number two seed. Sac Republic are group A. Group B um, is a tough is a tough division or yeah, a, tough, a tough group. It's an interesting group because it's five teams. So it's first of all, we should say it's re- I'm really glad that Sacramento didn't get a group of five. Yeah. So they're, they're, 
there was going to be three groups of five. One was going to have to be in the East, just based on numbers, and two were going to have to be in the West. So there was a 50-50 shot that Sacramento got in a group of five. We got a group of four, which is very good for us because only the top two advanced. So there was going to be, you know, more games that meant uh, you know, points for standings in your group and stuff. So um, that's very good for us. The group B is five teams. I believe, Zach, you can check me. It's Phoenix, LA Galaxy 2, Orange County, San Diego, and Vegas. Yes, sir. Right. And we don't play Vegas. I just checked. Mm-hmm. Um, so two of those five advanced. Now you're probably thinking LA Galaxy 2 is probably a no just based on the the strength of other teams. Um, Vegas. And you're thinking Vegas probably. Vegas just fired their coach. Uh, uh, Ronaldo? Yeah, he's Eric Ronaldo? He's done. I didn't uh, even know that. I mean, I'm why? I mean, well they why? weren't doing anything. So like <laughs> why are they paying him? Um uh, I think that's number 1. Uh and I I mean I don't know if he really loved being there. Just yeah. based on his personality type. That's just kind of what I get the feel of. Yeah. So I'm gonna so go ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say they're not in. So it's between San Diego, who's a first-year team, but they have a pretty strong squad. You can go yeah, back and listen coach. to our preview about them. Phoenix, who we know, yeah, Emma. Phoenix, who we know is strong, um, and then Orange County, who we said in our the season preview, and you know, back in February, March, that they're strong they're gonna team. be a strong team. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I want to play. If I'm gonna be uh, feeling good, even if Sacramento wins Group A. I mean, they're going to have to play probably one of San Diego or Orange County. Now, of the two, I think San Diego is probably the better bet just because they're new. Mm-hmm. Um, so of the two it, making it or not making it? Sorry, say that again? Uh, of the two between Orange County and San Diego, you think San Diego will make the top two in, in their group or will fall out? I'm saying if they do, oh, I oh. still wouldn't be like, oh, okay, like we're playing the runner-up in Group B. Yeah. That's that's it's still gonna be tough. Like yeah. it's still gonna be tough. Yeah, no matter what. Right. And I on, see, I and I I watched San Diego's, the they they've played two games already, I believe. Yes, they've played two games already. They look strong. They had a and a win and a draw. Um, they put together. That's another team that we previewed in the off season as a strong team. They put together a great roster, uh, and they have a coach that seems to really want. An identity early. You're talking about and, San Diego, yeah, San Diego, with Landon the Donovan? Loyals, yeah, yeah, with Landon Donovan um, wants an identity early and seems very driven. Um, so, yeah, that's a team that's going to be really good. If I had to bet that that Loyals team is going to be really good off the bat. Now, the good news with Orange County and San Diego is we we see them once this regular season, so we do get a chance to kind of size them up against mm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's a little bit later. I don't think we. It's a little bit later on. I'd have to again. I'd have to double check the schedule. But um, yeah, but yeah. That is that is the restart. That's what it's going to look like. So, yeah. real quick, just reviewing Sacramento's chances in their group. We're pretty much saying it's guaranteed they make it to the playoffs because I, Tacoma and and Portland just aren't going to do it. Uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if if Sacramento doesn't make it out of this group, I'll be shocked because. Yeah. Uh, we haven't gotten to Tacoma, so I'll leave that for a second. But we don't think they're going to be particularly amazingly strong, although they do have young talent. Uh, same thing with Portland. There, you know, there's players that would maybe drop down to the first team that aren't because they're going to be in the MLS's back tournament, which is a weird name. And then there's Reno, who is also don't forget an MLS two team. So we have three major. We have three MLS two teams, two kind of true out and out 
reserve teams, and then Reno is kind of the hybrid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Reno's good. Reno's, Reno is a solid team. Reno is going to be a solid team. You're mm-hmm. right. So it's really us and Reno. It's, it's in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's if us and Reno's else, place to lose. If somebody else wins, it's it, it's a huge upset in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, if either one of those, either one of the Portland or Tacoma teams get in, somebody's getting fired. Yeah. That's how it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Like just. That's just the short of it. So we play Orange County Wednesday, July 29th at home, and then we play San Diego August 1st, Saturday, August 1st away. So those we're going to have – those are our two chances to, to size them up. Anything else, Zach, with uh, the, the structure to the return to play? Nope. I think that's about it. So I uh, just really quick, I think there's – it goes through the first week in October, I believe is the last regular season game. Um, and then we go to the to the playoffs. So we could potentially, uh, and Nolan's fact checking me right now, but we could potentially be playing through October. So October seventeenth is the last um, official regular season game yeah. against Phoenix. Okay, against Phoenix, really? Yeah. No, that's October seventeenth. That's, that's the old schedule. Really? Yeah. See. See how it's I crossed out? The, see how the, the date? I see, I see, I see. Yeah. I see. The schedule's hard to find. Sorry, Wendy. It's October 3rd versus Portland Timbers 2. Is the okay, last there you go. Is the last the regular one. season. So we could potentially be playing through October if we are if we're, if we make a, a little run in the playoffs like we did last year. Now, Ooh. why do I bring that up? The first month of games through, through July, there are no fans. The team has already said there's no fans. Yeah. Which, again, maybe relates, 100% relates to why there were layoffs and furloughs and things like that. So if you're thinking, man, I don't get to go to a game. Well, just keep your fingers crossed that things turn up. Things look better uh, toward the end of August and maybe, or maybe end of September. And maybe we'll get to go to game September, October. So just, you know, keep your fingers crossed. We still haven't heard back about media being allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's just us. We're, we're, we're no one, but so just keep your fingers crossed that you might be able to, uh, to attend some games. Anything else with that? I think that's all I all I wanted to talk about. You're good? Okay. Well, let's move on to our preview of Tacoma. And then also, just after we're done with Tacoma, we're going to talk just a little bit about uh, Sacramento Republic. Because yeah. it's our been, own boys. It's been like four months since we've, or five months since we've seen them play. I don't actually know. It's been a while. Um, so since Tacoma, March. they played two games. They were one of the few teams that actually played two games. They had uh, two losses. They lost to San Diego, one to two, and Reno, one to three. They allowed three goals after the 74th minute, and I'm, this is all going to be kind of accumulating to a uh, final conclusion here. So they allowed three goals after the 74th minute. However, they did score in both of their games earlier on in the first half. Uh, they did allow a goal from a set piece, and they didn't seem to do well, Tacoma, with low crosses. So uh, two, uh, they allowed actually three goals from low crosses, and two of them were... Uh, drive into the box and then cut it back toward the penalty spot. Kind of that typical, this is what we train from, you know, age U6 till however old, right? You you drive in and then if nothing is open, then you just cut it back into the middle and hope that uh, an on-running midfielder is there. They allowed two goals from that. They also allowed a goal from uh, a set piece, like I said. So it seems that maybe those things that are kind of the the more basic training things they might struggle with a little bit. Now, when things get, it's weird. It's almost like when things get hectic and uh, not planned, I, I think they're athletic enough and, and 
well coached enough to to handle those. But when coming up against teams that like, hey, this is our plan. We want to drive, get the ball into the box, cut it back to the penalty spot. We want to have a, a low cross across the, the face of goal. Uh, we want to have this you know rehearsed set piece play. Those are the type of things that when uh, the opposition is just clicking, maybe they don't handle as well. They're they're not uh, their soccer IQ ha- hasn't just gotten there where they can read things that half a second quicker to cut it out. Now, if you remember back to the first time we played Tacoma last year, Seattle Sounders dropped down like. I don't know, like six or like eight players from the first team, and they beat us two to one. That's not going to happen this time. Seattle is at the Major League Soccer Tournament in Orlando. They're not going to be sending players back to Sacramento for a reserve match. That's, we can't do that right now. So the good news is whatever young players they have, whatever players are on their roster, Tacomas, that's what they got to work with. Yeah. Now, we've read the MLS is back uh, tournament roster rules, and from what we understand, they can have 23 players. Uh, the Sounders have 27 players on their roster. So we're thinking that they might have to leave behind four players. We're not sure if that's true. We're not sure if they can only have 23 players on their roster and they can cycle those players in and out. We're not 100% sure. But don't be surprised if maybe they do choose to leave back some players that some are on first-team yeah. contracts. But maybe they're 17, like uh, Josh Atencio. I, I think he's 18 or something, 17 or 18. But he's not gonna, he's not playing first team minutes right now. So a guy like that might be left back to play with Tacoma. So um, in conclusion, they're a younger team that don't have many veteran players. They're probably gonna come out of the gate pretty fast, but I think they have trouble adjusting in game. So that second half of the second half, those last 20 minutes or so, when veteran players can say, okay, this isn't working, I can try this. And I know I can try this because I've done it before and it'll throw, Yeah, it might throw this player off. That experience is in there. Yeah, Tacoma, I think, struggles with that. That's why they allowed goals late. That's why they allow uh, maybe some quicker rehearsed goals that more veteran players wouldn't. So if Sack can get out of the first half without conceding, I think they're going to be set up pretty well if they can come into uh, the second half with a, a, a tweak, like m- maybe I almost said buckle. That's totally the wrong coach. <laughs> if Briggs can um, yep. notice some things that he can tweak in the second half, I think they should be fine. I, I'm not I, I'm not saying uh, they're going to win 5-0, but I think they should be fine. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, I think... I agree with that being said, you know, we've had a long break and as I think, as we've seen in both the Bundesliga and with, you know, premier league soccer starting up with all the leagues that have started up, weird things happen after you haven't played soccer in, in many months. So, um, I anticipate that we're going to win. Um, but don't be surprised if some weird things happen. Yeah. And one thing that, uh, really, uh, makes me confident that Sacramento will come away in this game with a win is the fact that a lot of players are available now that weren't available in March when Sacramento drew 1-1 with A lot of veteran players, yeah. Tulsa. So yeah, maybe this is the, the segment of the show where we're shifting to talk more about Sacramento. Um, and just to refresh all of our memories, let's remember that Derek Formella, Carlton Belmar, Rodrigo Lopez, Tomas Hilliard Arce, and Jaime Villarreal 
Villarreal were all unavailable Dang. or not fully fit. I That's think right. Roro came in for like 15 Roro minutes. came in in like the 70-something minutes. Yeah. Yep. Um, during that game against Tulsa. But all these guys were not fit or available, fully available against Tulsa. Um, I'm assuming that four months of not playing games has allowed most of these guys to recover from the injuries they um, had suffered. And so they are going to be available to replace players who did get surprise starts in that game against Tulsa, namely Hayden Sargis, a, uh, an academy. Con- he's signed to a first-team contract. But he's from the academy. But he's from the academy. Yeah. He's 18. Same thing with Mario Panagos, center back, and then a, an, a, an attacking midfielder, Mario Panagos, um, who also started that game, played 75 minutes. And then also Andrew wheeler Amanu, who we did not expect to start, but who did and, and who played did not very well expect to be a beast. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then I think this is really the big conversation for me. Like, look, I, no offense to the two guys from the Academy, but yeah. if there are veteran players that you're paying more, more money, money, I mean, they're going to start. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, nothing against Sargas or Panagos. They played actually pretty fine. Sargas pretty had good. like a, a, a hockey assist. Yeah. Yeah. A great hockey assist. Yeah. yeah. And if those guys are in the starting lineup, I'm not going to be maybe that surprised. I, yeah. Andrew Wheeler, Aminu, though, gotta be in. Uh, but who does he come out for? He's I don't I don't know, but he's gotta be. Or who, who in. It's him. It's in. him or Jaime Villarreal. Yeah, like oh, the MVP if, of if 2019. Have, if you have a healthy <laughs> Jaime Villarreal, that's now been. Uh, that's how. I mean, how how many weeks has the the training moratorium be lifted? Two weeks. Yeah. So they've had two weeks of full full contact training. There's been another few weeks of like small sided, and then you know another couple weeks of like. Uh, individual training before that. I mean, if if Jaime Villarreal is fully fit, can you really say? Can you really well, bench I'm him? So, can you bench him? Where can he's you like, him? you you can say, hey, I had. You know, if I'm Jaime Villarreal, I'm saying I've been good for two years, yeah. if not more. And no, you've been great. I've been good for a while in this league. Versus mm-hmm. Andrew Wheeler Amanu, who had one good game with yeah, Sacramento, fair. And then before that was. Well, I, he had a great preseason game too. Yeah, he had a fine preseason game as well, but it's preseason. But then before that, yeah. he was with the League One team in uh, uh, Tucson, Phoenix. and then he he made a few appearances with Phoenix. And before that, he was with Atlanta United too, where he was kind of he was a center mid. He was a number eight. He was a right back. I mean, he did. He just didn't fit there. He never really broke in with Atlanta United, which I mean, that's no no. To be fair, him. he did speak of in our interview the fact that it was like, okay, it's either me or Miguel Almiron, like. It yeah. was hard to break into that team. Who is like Miguel Amaron is like just scored two goals in two games and for Newcastle in the yeah. Premier League. So like I I I get that Andrew Wheeler Amanu had an amazing game and we love him. I'm just from that one game, we were like, Yes, this is this guy's amazing. Amazing fit, at least for this system in that one game. But I mean, can you really not play Jaime Villarreal? Real? Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah. okay, I will say this. This happens when you get a new coach. Like yeah, Andrew Wheeler Omni always said like I was the guy that covered the most ground, but not now that I'm in Sacramento with Sue Scundrich. So if Mark Riz is thinking I need guys that cover ground and can close down super fast, I think maybe Andrew Wheeler Omni might just be better at that than Jaime Villarreal. Not that Jaime doesn't cover ground; it's that yeah. Andrew can do it quicker. Well, and you also have a very talented but aging number ten. In Roro. Right. And so now you pair Roro with two guys that can run and close gaps quickly. You free up Roro in the attack. And that's, I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. If you say, hey, Roro, your defensive responsibility is just to get in front of 
a center back or a, a number six that's pushing forward with the ball, like just don't let them walk past you. Yeah. And then let these other two guys run yeah. behind you. That makes sense. Which will happen. If you have those two guys in the lineup, that's going to happen. That's how they play. Yeah. So, again, not a knock against either player, but I think there's a reality where one starts over the other. Yeah. So it may be questioned then for you two guys, is there a possibility that both of them start and Skundrits sits? I haven't considered it. Maybe that Too maybe much. that's telling right there. Like, yeah. no, I, I don't think so. I haven't really considered that either just because of what we said. Skundrick covers so much ground. Yeah. And the way that I've heard Briggs talk about him too, I, I just think. I and just he think, did score the goal. And he scored a goal. Yeah. He's not coming out. I, I, and if I had to be a betting man, he's not coming out. It's between Aminu and, and Villarreal. And quite honestly, I don't know. Yeah. But we'll find out on Monday. Okay, so then maybe uh, another player that was hurt was Carlton Belmar. Yeah. He wasn't he True. wasn't even in the in the eleven. He had a an injury in uh practice and it was gonna he was gonna be out for a few weeks. That what that's what we heard. Well uh-huh. it's been a few months, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and say he's healthy. He probably good. Um is there a possibility he starts over Cam? Because Cam did not have a good game. No. Cam had a tough he had game. A, and he we watched him in preseason and it was yeah. not beautiful. It wasn't uh, yeah, it I, wasn't there. No, it wasn't. It's his touch. His touch was just gone. I think that's tough. That's a tough one too. I mean, just as much as Jaime, Jaime, that the team MVP. And as Cam, tough as Cam has tight. been all over the teams, like social media. Cam like, is the face of the team. Yeah. They, that's just let's gonna, just call it like yeah. it is. I'm gonna go out there and say, both from a PR perspective and a tactical perspective, yeah. Cameron Wasa starts. But if he does not play well in that first half, yeah. Briggs will do something similar to what he did in the the friendly against Real Salt Lake, where he'll make a halftime substitution. Yep. Bring Belmar in, and which Belmar. is another thing. We so have think, five subs. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's right. So yeah, I so I that's a good point. Yeah. I so, think that then you see Cam with a short leash. I think he I, starts, but he has a short leash. I think it's the same rule as like the Premier League and the Bundesliga, and I think Major League Soccer. I think it's five subs, but you have three changes. Periods, yeah. three change periods, and you have a water break. So you're gonna have to make double half. subs or triple sub or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Do they have a water break each half? I, th- I feel I'm pretty like they sure. do. I feel yeah, like pretty, they do. I, I would be sure. I mean, like, everyone else is doing it. Why? Would yeah. You? Yeah. Um. Okay. So then, Nolan, do you want to talk a little bit more about Juan Barahona? Oh yes. Uh. So Juan Barahona, for those who don't follow the Twitter account, uh, had shame a, on you. Shame on you. <laughs> had surgery on his knee at the end of May. Uh, yes. To repair an ACL tear, so he will not. No, no, men- meniscus tear. Meniscus, meniscus? Yeah, oh, yeah. meniscus. To repair a meniscus tear, and so we've gathered that he probably won't be available until at least September, the, October. The club put out four to six months. Yeah, so he, that was put out by the club. He's down. So for the, the end account. of May. So that puts June, you July, at September August, to November. September. So yeah. September to November. So he's definitely not here for a so while. So that brings up the question of maybe fullbacks. a maybe a playoff push, maybe right, maybe. I think Jordan McCrary, we can say, is nailed down the right side of the huh. pitch. I think that's for sure. Fullback. Um, so it's really a question of who plays on the left. Is it Shannon Gomez? Who's is also, Shannon Gomez even healthy? Yeah. He's coming back from ACL tear and ACL meniscus tear. and meniscus. Double. That he suffered back in August mm-hmm. 2019. No, he had the surgery in August. He had the surgery. surgery. It he happened su- in late July. Did it? Yeah. It was against July Orange 27th, County, right? I believe. Something like 2019, that. 2019. And then Barahona came in, and he, I mean, obviously right. he had the job after that. Right, right. Yeah. That's what that happened. And then the other option that, that Sacramento has, which some people may have forgotten, is Ashkenov Apollon. Ash, the uh, the trialist signee, um, who, from what we've heard, is really a promising 
Yeah, definitely impressed. Converted to fullback. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I um, I remember listening to an interview with uh, Todd Donovan, who he started his career as a winger, and then somebody told him, "Hey, you could be an average winger, or you could be an amazing fullback." Yeah. So and and Todd Donovan said the same thing about uh, Ash. He was like, "Hey, you can be an average winger, or you can move to fullback." So I I think they've been trying him at they've, they've been training him at fullback. Yeah. So if Gomez isn't healthy, um, then you have There's an option. You have option, and I—I I mean, I'm—I could just be speculating, but the 15-year-old that we just signed, the, uh, yeah, I—I'm gonna go out on a limb and say he can play fullback as well. Probably. I mean, if you need a a backup option at 15, you probably don't have a position nailed down. Right. You're pretty flexible. Yeah, and I—I I would be interested to see because I think he'd played in that Seattle Sounders friendly that we lost like five to two or something. He did. Um, I'm, I mean, he might've played fullback, even if it was on the right, like, I mean, who cares? Like yeah. he, it's, it's movement and stuff that you, that you need to worry about. So yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he can play fullback. Yeah. Okay, cool. So he's an option there. Also, Matt Mahoney has played, I believe left back as well in 2019. Uh, I think he's, he's, he's more, more of a, of a, sorry, central, uh, central defender, but yeah. And, and right. Right, right back. back. Okay. Yeah. I can't even remember was that he. I forgot he was on the squad. Oh. Is yeah. he on the squad? Yeah. Yeah, he's on the squad. I, I think sure? He's like a starting. He's hundred percent on the squad. Matt Mahoney. Matt Mahoney played I, in the game. He started at center back. No, he, he was the reason no, we let the goalie fullback. He's he the, was reason the reason that we let the goalie. Shot, That's yeah. right. Because yeah. he reacted too slowly. Yeah. And I, yeah. I remember. He started. Garcia. Garcia scored. Um. It. No. His name. His. Uh, the number ten. His name. They're number ten. They're yeah, one of their star Rodrigo players. Rodrigo Costa. Da Costa. That son of a gun. Dude, you're just, you're Matt Mahoney totally did play right back. I completely forgot because McCrary was hurt. Ah crap. Yeah. Yeah, he hurt his hip. And there's practice, a I fullback crisis. It was a, it was a knock. <laughs> he's, he's fine. It was a knock, and he was playing like, yeah. a 15 year old <laughs> in a in a trial assignment <laughs> in the game first game back. Oh man, oh, gosh. I I would bet you Shannon Gomez is healthy. I'm gonna go ahead and Let's say, it's been a year that he might not play this game, but he'll play this season. And oh let's, yeah, let's for just, sure. And he's a great player. And I also just want to put it out there: I saw a news article that the team published about Shannon Gomez recently, and I didn't read it, so we may not have done our due diligence. And they could have said something like season-ending injury, or he's back and fully fit. We don't know because there, there is an article out there. And so I read it. it was something about so he His did like the USL game night, yeah, or whatever. And I I remember kind of watching a clip of that, and they they were talking about his like recovery. Okay. So I I think he might still be in that recovery okay phase. But I I, I didn't watch the entire yeah um the, the entire clip, and it was a couple it was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't yeah really remember. But I, I I think it's probably safe to say that we have a question mark at left back. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, not probably that is fair. It is safe to say. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see that um do we do we want to talk about the other positions i mean sam warner and um the wingers the, yeah just the wingers i mean if if belmar's healthy does belmar start over formella over too. formella over bijev over werner i think this is something that, that this is just a thought that came to me when you mentioned the five sub rule change is that they can make literally make a substitution of the entire attacking five after 45 minutes or you know whenever they want pretty much like I don't think it's as big of a concern. Like you're not necessarily if, if somebody doesn't start, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, because you can just sub because everybody. you can come in in the 50th minute right. or something. Yeah, and play. Out and most likely we'll see big rotation and, early yeah, on anyway because not a lot of guys are gonna be because they're not fit. gonna be because fit. of fitness. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Well, and, and I'm just double checking uh, the schedule just to see like how, how spread out the games are. I think there's, it, there's it not a packed. Wednesday game. Oh. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. So we have Monday, July 13th, and then we play Saturday, Sunday, July 19th, Saturday, July 25th. Um, and then Wednesday, July 29th. So there's not a Wednesday game for a month, okay. basically, or, or three weeks or so. So there's there's some time to get fit. But then that Wednesday game is Orange County. So um, hopefully we're we're fit and, and then got our lineup figured out and everything yeah. for that game. Um, any other comments? Any other observations? Any other things you might be looking for? I think that's it for me. Is there maybe something uh, that we noticed from the first game that we want to see carry over to the second game and then and then we'll get out of here Ooh, sorry I, you sprung that I'll, I'll go first um yeah. so i think we saw we saw a couple things I'll, I'll just do one um i want to see um how and I, and I have said this before but i want to see how the fullbacks interact with wingers this is something we've we've talked about okay yeah and specifically, I'm bringing that up because now uh, Briggs has had three, four more months to instill um, at least his concepts with the team. So I want to see if maybe they get it a bit more. You know, if if they can come in after a couple of weeks of training, um, and it's probably particularly McCrary and whoever's on the right, um, because you have to think, I mean, Briggs has got to, at this point, I mean, it's a week before, He's got to have a, a starting lineup in mind. Um, I want to see how those wingers and fullbacks interact. Uh, I think there was a lot of interchange and a lot of movement and a lot of the attacking um, progression was based on those movements. So I, I just want to see how fluid it is and how yeah. in sync everybody is. And it, if I could go off that then, I think we saw a lot of that. I, th- I think we saw a lot of good glimpses of that in the first game first regular season game and we only scored one goal and i think that a lot of that has to do with cam and his touch so what i want to see is two things one cam get his touch back and two if he doesn't i want to see him on a short leash because we have attacking options here and if it's it's not working make i want to see i want to see briggs make a change so that's what i would like to see through that buildup, have that interchange, but then be able to finish and, and to see Cam get his touch back. I think for me, the big the big takeaway from the first game is who plays at center back, which is also a position we haven't quite yeah, talked fair. about yet. Uh-huh. Um, in my mind, I just keep running back that lofted ball over the top to uh, it was Bear Juan Hanna. Barahona by Hayden Sargis. And I was like, that's just such a beautiful ball. And I think they cut it out in the, the highlights, but go back and watch that. No, ball. it was in the highlights. In the highlights. I don't know if you see Sargis is the one who kicks it. Yeah. But you see the ball. The ball come over. Okay. Yeah. That was Hayden Sargis, an 18-year-old. Um, so, like, we talk about these academy guys probably not coming back, but really the only other options are Deckel Keenan, who is, like, well, he's gonna, I at think he's risk gonna start. because he's, like, 85. <laughs> and then there's Thomas, Tomas Hilliard-Arce, who we don't know his, his health status. And then there's Matt Mahoney, who's at fault for everything. So, <laughs> you know, who starts the center back? I don't know. Maybe it is Hayden Sargis. I think that would be interesting. And and would we be that mad if it was? No. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. All yeah, right. Good point. Well, that's going to be it for us today. Hey, you know what? Thank you, guys. Thank it's, you, It's been Scott. fun. It has been Refreshing. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were, we were here for quite a, a little bit before just talking about, you know, just life events yeah. and 
you know, stuff going on in the world. But it was good to actually sit down and talk about soccer and record a show and get it out to everyone. Uh, we will have next mm-hmm. next week. You know, Monday is the 13th, so we'll the watch game. the game. And then we'll... Game review. We'll do a game review. Yeah. Um, and a preview of the next game after that. And it's going to be weekly here on out. You know, the preseason or, you know, preseason, whatever, that's that's over. We are... Yes. We're going to be weekly. So, with that being said, glory, glory... Sacramento. Sacramento.